Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Oh, am I excited today. You know, I love doing my podcast because I get to talk to the most amazing women. And today's guest is Patricia Young. She's a transformational life coach, a strategist, an international best-selling author, and host of the popular Awakening to Life podcast, founder of the Inner Prosperity Academy, and author of the upcoming book, Awakening to Life, Your Sacred Guide to Creating a Life of Purpose, Magic, and Miracles, which I'm honored to have previewed. Being published by Inspired Living Publishing, she's a frequent contributor to Aspire Magazine and a sought-after media and summit guest. Patricia passionately supports sensitive and growth-oriented women in identifying and living their highest life vision. Her keen insight, nurturing energy, and proven strategies help women take action to bring this vision into reality so they can live their life here, so they can live their life here to live personally and professionally. You will find her at the innerprosperityacademy.com. Patricia, how are you today, girl? I'm doing it. I'm doing amazing. I'm so excited that we're doing this. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I read your book, the preview, and it was just so well done, so inspiring. You've got a powerful story to share. And that's what I love about every woman I get on this show. She's had a journey that has brought her to a place of self-discovery and realization. And they now go on to serve other women. So please share with us how you became the Inner Prosperity Academy and a best-selling author. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're right. It was quite a journey. Um, but it's been a beautiful one, I have to say. I, I don't think I would change anything because I wouldn't be who I am today, right? Um, and I know that all women that have gone through fire, right, um, in their lives with transitions and uh, situations and challenges and issues, um, when you, a little bit after the whole chaos, you start seeing that there, was, there were blessings in, uh, and gifts in all the challenges and all the pain and all the issues that you had to go through. So that's how I feel today. Um, and when you're going through it, um, sometimes it's so difficult to navigate those um, difficult moments in our lives that it's hard to see the gifts. It's hard to see um, the blessings, right? Um, but it takes work and, um, and awareness and, and, and growth. Um, but I can tell you that if I, if I did it, if you did it, Mal, we all can do it. Right, we'll go through fire, but we come on the other side wiser, stronger, and and ready to help others and serve others because that's what our that's what our stories do to to everybody, right? If we're willing to see it that way. 
if we don't fall into the victim uh, role of, like, oh, poor me, because this is what happened to me. And so basically, um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to extend myself a lot here, but I'll, I'll give you a summary of what, um, how, it was, how was my journey. So basically, everything started when I was a teenager. Um, I wanted to um, do something creative with my life. I wanted to do either psychology or uh, um, journalism, publicity, something like that. But um, I was growing up in Venezuela and South America, and back then um, I was not living in the capital of the city. So in order for me to go to college and major in those careers, I had to move out from home and go to um, be by myself, basically. And um, I didn't get a lot of support from my parents. Um, they, I know they had their own reasons. Um, now I understand that because I'm an adult, right? But back then I, I felt like I didn't deserve um, or maybe I was not good enough to, you know, and, and that, that started creating a lot of the stories that have been running my life, right? Um, to the point where um, I always struggle with issues um, about self-esteem, um, self-worth and self-love big time. And, um, and that made me uh, make different choices in my life, including relationships um, and a marriage uh, where uh, my ex-husband was abusive, um, mainly psychology, you know, psychological abuse, but that really marks you and that really can harm you a lot. Um, and so that was one of the things that actually at the end of the marriage, when I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore, I had to look for help. Uh, for myself because I was really considering ending my life. Um, and, um, so, and besides, so besides having the marriage that I was not working, um, and having that person that was always, you know, belittling me and putting me down and, um, not valuing me. Um, I, I was also unhappy professionally because I was working, uh, for, you know, uh, at a job that I really didn't enjoy, I didn't really like. So I had two very important parts of my life, two areas of my life that, that were that were not in alignment, that were I was very unhappy. So I started looking for help, and uh, that's when I got you know help from a psychologist. I, I started going to a Buddhist temple, and um, I started really connecting more with um, the concepts of you, we decide what we want to do with our lives. Um, and uh, we need to really take responsibility for our own lives. And uh, we cannot change other people. It's all about us. And then other people will decide about them. <laughs> so there was a, I had a very codependent relationship as well. So um, it took a lot of courage and, and determination for me to really um, understand the whole situation that I was in. And then um, make the decision to finally end this relationship. And so at the same time that I was ending the relationship, I was getting laid off for the first time from my job that I hated, but I was providing income. <laughs> so, um, my parents were moving out of Venezuela, going back to Spain because all my family are from Spain. And, um, so my parents told me, why are you going to stay in the U S by yourself? I mean, come with us, start from scratch and, uh, put some water in between so he cannot find you. And, and then you start, you know, really start from, from, from scratch. Um, so took a little bit of time for me to really make the decision, but I did it. So I moved to Spain and I was there for, for seven years pretty much. And, uh, that, that was the beginning basically after my divorce and getting there to Spain, that was the beginning of the self discovery process that I embarked on because I needed healing 
Um, and I knew that I, I knew I was depressed, but I didn't want to take antidepressants and all that story. So I looked for holistic health, uh, health, holistic health and, um, options. So I went to wellness centers and I, um, went to talk to different type of, um, doctors and I had Reiki done for the first time and that blew my mind. I continued doing meditation and going to a Buddhist temple in Spain as well. So that was helping me. So that started creating a, a different um, outlook, uh, for me and, and also knowing myself at a much deeper level, because that was a problem with me. I was living my life on autopilot Mm -hmm. and I was living my life based on whatever, you know, society said, my culture said, my parents said, what we should do, what, you know, what is correct and not correct. And I was killing myself basically based on all those things. And I was not clear about, what was, what was, I didn't know what, what I was about. Basically, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I didn't like. I didn't know what I, what I, what I stood for. I didn't know anything about myself. And it was when I started realizing that it was sad. So it was part of the healing process too, to forgive myself for not really, um, allowing myself to be more, um, to attend to my feelings more, to really care of myself, take care of myself in a better way. Because what I was doing all the time is like basically paying attention to the outside, but not paying attention to the inside. I was not listening to myself. I was not listening to my heart. And that's the thing that we grow up, a lot of people in a society that's so convenient, right? We're taught to connect and look for the answers outside, but we're not taught to really follow our inner wisdom and listen to our intuition and follow our hearts and, and look for our gifts, really learn what our gifts are so we can actually use them and, and feel fulfilled, but also make a difference in the world. Right. So that was a whole process for me to really. Why is it that women mm-hmm. at a young age, we take on so many beliefs and perceptions from our family, from our parents, God bless them, they mean well, but we're taking on what they believe, which may not necessarily be our truth, Mm -hmm. and then that creates such a sense of, as you said, low self-esteem, you know, not a healthy sense of self-worth, and Mm -hmm. then that puts us on a path of relationships that absolutely are destructive, they're codependent, they do not support us. They, in fact, do just the opposite and tear us down. It is yeah. such a common path for women. It is. It is. And and beside, I think that besides the problem with the self-esteem and, you know, self-worth issues and um, we just, I, and I've seen it with clients, I've seen it with myself and people that I, I've had around me, uh, we create this sense of separation, Right. I like I said, like I say in the book, we are all threads in a divine tapestry, right? Yes. We're all one. We're all connected. Um, but when we are living life from that place, we feel that we're separated. We're, it's a constant battle. Like it's me against the world all the time, or it's the world against me all the time. It's so exhausting and so draining and depressing, and it's so painful to live from that place. Um, so, and what happens is that basically we're following. Um, what our parents say or caregivers say, because maybe people didn't, some people didn't grow up with their parents, but caregivers, right? 
we were following their leads because supposedly they knew better. They knew what was better for us. Um, but what ha tends to happen is that those people are so busy with their everyday life. They're not really awake themselves to their own truth and their own authenticity. So it's a chain that follows generations and generations. We, you know, it's funny, like your parents took on whatever their parents told them. And yes. As you said, it's generational. Um, you know, one of the most favorite things I've ever read is the first, uh, I think it's the first or second chapter of the four agreements where wow. they talk about how we are domesticated yes. by our families and yeah. that's how we get screwed up. And, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, our parents mean well, but unfortunately they plant the seeds that then we take those seeds and we water them and nurture them and feed them until they bloom into this false sense of self, which is just so damaging. Yes. As you said, that, that feeling of separation when in fact we are all one. So exactly. what did you do specifically to get on the path? I mean, you did the Reiki. I love Reiki. I'm a Reiki wanted to, um, you know, have done the training. What else, what other modalities did you use to, to start to get yourself on the right path? Well, um, I did different things. Like Reiki was one. I, I continued going to meditation um, classes at a Buddhist temple in Spain. Um, I used to attend like um, Reiki circles. So it was not, I was not only going to Reiki classes, but I was attending Reiki circles. So I was trying to connect with people that were like-minded and, um, and have different conversations with people. And um, that really helped me. The other thing that I did is I had a friend in Spain that actually told me that painting could be very healing. And I had never painted in my life. So I remember he got me the brushes and some pains and he said just start he was a doctor so he said believe me I've seen this with other people and it's it's miraculous what happened so I started you know uh, experimenting with paper regular paper from the printer right and I started painting and I, st I felt that I was really um, like getting off me like layers of crap and 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 dense energy that was weighing me down really so I started doing that often really like weekly I would do something with my painting I started going to so I started really connecting also with okay what is it that I want to do that I've never done now that I'm in this path of now I'm gonna do everything that I wanted to do that I, I never allowed myself to do for whatever reason right so another thing that I wanted to do was start, you know, to study music. I love music. And that's the reason why I started learning English. Because when I was in Venezuela, I loved music so much, but I couldn't understand the lyrics. So I signed up for English classes so I could understand the lyrics of the music that I loved. So I said, okay, so I want to explore music. And I wanted to explore uh, vocal classes. I want to I sing. Since I love it so much, I want to I want to explore that, and I do I did that too. Um, what else I did? I, and I took massage classes. So I graduated. I had my my you know degree in massage therapy, but in Spain, not here. And um, so that was a, a, a you know it took me years, of course. Um, but every day I was doing something that would make me feel joyful, that would make me feel 
good about myself, good about my choices, because mm -hmm. it was me choosing for me. In your artwork, mm -hmm. what came out? Was there any specific, and you said, you know, you were releasing layers, you were getting mm -hmm. rid of the blocks. What was coming out on paper for you in your artwork? Did you see a theme or was it light? Was it airy? Was it dark? Was it heavy? What, what was I would through? say that there was a combination of different things. Um, sometimes I would see the end result was something with like more lively colors. And then sometimes I would see something with darker colors. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I never really knew how to draw or or paint, re realistic painting, you know, but I would, I learned to do some um, abstracts and textures on my mm -hmm. canvas. I, I then transferred from paper to canvas. So I started with a small canvas and then I started buying bigger and bigger canvases. So it was, um, it was really like a spiritual um, journey for me to really paint because I was letting myself to really express myself in ways that I never did it before. And it was so, I felt so light every time I finished a, a, a painting. So sometimes I liked what I, what I saw at the end and sometimes I didn't like it at all. But at least I said, but I used to tell myself, well, I, it's out of me. It's not in me anymore. Will you put any of those in the book? Because I've got a, you know, I'm looking at a proof in the final book that's coming out. Will there, will there be any of your artwork? No, okay. no, yeah. <laughs> no, because the the book, I mean, it's in black and white, and mm -hmm. um, no, we we never talked about that with the okay. publisher. So yeah. no, no, but I'm thinking, I'm seriously considering because um, I still have some of the paintings that I've done, and I'm I'm going to classes again. Um, so I'm considering in opening either a section on my website or opening just a website for the art. So that's another project that I'm oh, working on. Good for you. Good for <laughs> yes. you. Wonderful. Yeah. Now today you serve women, you help women, uh, not only through your inner prosperity Academy, but you know, your private clients. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do, the women that come to you, the kind of problems that you're helping them with and and some of the modalities or guidance that you're giving them today. Okay. So basically um, I work with women and this is not something that I have been choosing. It's just that I'm attracting these type of women. They're over 40, all of them. Uh, and they are in these place in their lives where they're basically, they have been working for a long time and they are feeling this longing inside for something more meaningful. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a little bit of what happened to me too, right? Um, because I didn't mention that part of my story, we kind of diverted a little bit, so I'll go back there. Mm -hmm. Part of my story is that um, when I came back to the United States, um, I was still working for, you know, companies um, in the financial services industry, basically. And um, so I was having these really, this heavy feeling of I need to do something else. Like I could not continue going to work every day for another 20 years until I retire. So I started thinking, okay, what is it that I can do that is going to feel fulfilling and meaningful and it's going to make me feel joyful again, right? Because then I, I met my current husband. Um, we've been married for five years almost. And um, so that part was really great. But professionally, I was still dragging my feet. I was still feeling unfulfilled and unhappy. So that that um, dissatisfaction was creating some physical symptoms in me. I was getting 
sick easily. I was getting panic attacks at work sometimes. I was very anxious all the time because I had this urge inside, right? And I didn't know what it meant. So at the same time, while I'm exploring this, what's going on, I did, maybe there's something I need to do, change in my life. Two friends of mine passed away to cancer, two months apart from each other. So that really, the two things together, that internal chaos and the death of my two friends were like the catalyst really to say, okay, well, seriously, we're here today and we don't know if tomorrow we're going to be here, right? Um I need to do something. I, I cannot leave this world feeling this way. And there's something I, I can do to make a difference and make an impact in the world. So that's when I started exploring about coaching. And uh, so going back to what the, my clients um, are going through, are, it's, it's not the same, but it's similar in a way where they're feeling this urge and this longing inside of being more, doing more, doing something that is going to make them feel more alive, more joyful. Uh, more aligned, right? Because right now they're feeling out of balance. They're feeling unhappy in, in one or more areas of their lives. So that's when I come in to really help them and guide them to know themselves better. Because usually what happens is that we don't know ourselves at a deep level. We don't know our core values. We don't know what we're passionate about. We don't know what, what our gifts are. We don't know what we really want. We don't know why we want it. So so I guide them in all these process um, of deeper knowing themselves and then they start really seeing results from that place is there a particular tool that you like to use to help guide these women to uncover uh what their core values are or to uncover what they're passionate about is there a process or a tool that you that you use regularly Yes. And part of that I share in the book, actually, because I've made it, you know, public. Um, and every person is different, too. Right. But I have besides what I'm sharing in the book that are very practical exercises and journaling prompts um, that are going to make you think and go, you know, connect with your center a little bit more. Um, I, I have other tools like assessments and, and tests that are more specific um and i give those actually to my private clients mm -hmm. so yes, and th that makes a difference i remember um you know the the preview that i looked at each chapter did have some prompts uh some suggestions uh you know things to do which i thought was very powerful so not only was it a great read but there was also this component of doing some exercises which i think mm -hmm. really helped take the reader to that next step exactly and that's that was the whole intention about you know behind it is to i don't i don't want them to only read and 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 then maybe they will have a, an aha moment here and there right but i want them to really take action because one thing is when you are aware of something but then what do you what do you do with that awareness right and we we tend to fall back into all habits so easily so the, the whole point is like, okay, well, I'm giving you this information, but let's do something about it. You know, take a baby step. And I, I invite you to do that by doing the, an exercise or answering some prompts for journaling um, that are actually going to help them. You know, um, you talk about two tools that I personally have used so much in my own life, uh, in my recovery, which is now, you know, 29 years, but just in my personal development is meditation. And journaling, mm -hmm. two of the most powerful things that women can do for themselves 
and it doesn't cost anything to do it. It's free. It's free. <laughs> That's the best part about it. It yes. doesn't require a membership or a monthly fee or, Nothing. you know, or expensive gadgets. It's free. There is no reason for women not to jump on this and take advantage of it. And there's so many different ways of doing it, right? And it yes. doesn't have to be perfect. Everybody, what works for me might not work for you. And what works for you might not work for somebody else, right? But there's so many different ways of meditating and there's so many different ways of journaling. So it's it's about finding what works for you. But taking that little step of exploring because without and giving yourself the permission to explore because that's so key. It's when you get to the point of desperation, the, the pain that it's really, you, you know you cannot continue living that way. Well, then give yourself permission to explore and really consider that there's a possibility that there's a different way of doing things, that there's a different way of living your life. Just by giving yourself the permission, that's gonna that's a first step on you know to unapologetic self-love and say, okay, I take the reins back of my of my life and I can change things here. I tell women, look, it's called a spiritual practice for mm -hmm. a reason. If it was Very supposed good. to be spiritual perfection, that's what we would call it. But exactly. it's called a practice, which means you show up daily and you just do it. Mm -hmm. And it is what it is for the day. It's not about perfection. Patricia, yeah. tell us about your wonderful website and the fabulous free gift that you have for the listeners. Yes. So um, my website is innerprosperityacademy.com. And right now I have a gift. I'm going to change it most likely. But um, now the one that is there is seven steps to go from working for a paycheck to working for a mission. And I have another wonderful gift about fear um, that most likely that's the one that's going to be rotating with the other one that I just mentioned. Um, but yeah, I, I'm always writing articles. Um, you can listen to some of my podcasts there. Um, I mean, there's, you have free resources there. Um, and like Ma was saying, it's, it's, it takes practice and little baby steps. So you don't have to pay a lot of money to change your life. You know, you can, st you can start by reading articles, by doing some meditation, by learning how to journal, by, you know, getting in touch with women like us, you decide what you want or you can do, but it's really taking action, taking a baby step, but most of all is giving yourself permission and allowing yourself to tell yourself that you can live life in a different way. Question for you. Yes. Do you have a favorite spiritual teacher? Oh my God, I have so many. It's I know, me too. Because so you, you <laughs> mentioned several in the book, so I was just wondering if, if yes. there was one that you, you really, you know, lean towards more than another. I, I, I wouldn't feel it's fair because I love them all. And I think that I have gotten so much out of them, all of them mm -hmm. in their own special way. Um, but I love Wayne Dyer. I love Louise Hay. Of course. I love Deepak Chopra. I love Krishnamurti. Yes. I love Osho. <laughs> I love the Dalai Lama yep. teachings from Buddha teaching mm -hmm. teachings from Jesus. I mean, I, uh, in my my healing journey has been one of reading a lot, learning a lot, taking classes, um, and signing up for courses, certifications, and programs because I I thought that I was worth it. I thought that 
um, if there was something that, that I could invest my money in, it would be myself. It's the best investment that you can do. So, um, I it's agree been wholeheartedly. <laughs> I know. It, I'm, a, I'm a reader, a course taker. I'm an avid student. Yes, and I me will too. be forever. It, me too. I, that will never change because I, I have experienced the results of doing so. And it's something that I've, I will never be able to change. I mean, that, that's, that's not going to stop. <laughs> So I'm a junkie when it comes to those things, right? Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, can you, if possible, give us one really powerful pointer that you can leave with the listeners today that would just one simple suggestion to get them going on the right path? That basically... I mean, I could say so many things, but one thing that I think is so important is that you don't want to continue living life on autopilot. You don't want to continue going through the motions because it's painful. And if you're afraid of change, if you're fearful of the unknown, um, it's, I can tell you by my own experience, it's more painful not to do anything and continue living life from a place of Con, you know, constriction and living a small life and not allowing yourself to be who you really are, who you came here to be. And if you want to be, feel awakened, if you want to feel that you are living an awakened life, then you have to allow yourself to be who you came here to be. Because it's not only good for you, it's a disservice to the rest of the world, um, to the rest of the people that could be inspired by you. Um, and believe me, when you take a little leap of faith and you make a little change you are inspiring people around you that creates a ripple of goodness around you and we we need more awakened people in our in, in this world i mean you just have to see what's going on every day so well bless you patricia you know i can see that your light is on <laughs> you're shining brightly girl so, thank you you too mom you know thank you for all that you do and the wisdom that you're bringing to women and helping to lift them up and to soar. Thank you for having me. And you're such an inspiration to your gift to the world. Really. Thank you. And <laughs> I just know your book is going to be a great success. Thank you. Thank Bless you. you. Bless Wonderful you. chatting with you. You too. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MalduaneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course. 